Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hey guys, James here. Wanted to let you know about our sponsor this week, 80stees.com. I suggest everyone go over and take a look at their catalog of amazing t-shirts and merchandise. Everything from 80s movies, cartoons, TV shows, music shirts, wrestling, superheroes, video games, horror... But not just the 80s, they got the 70s, 90s, early 2000s. So go on, take a look at 80stees.com and when you get to the checkout, make sure to use promo code BFOP to get an additional 30% off. Welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our big giant list that's getting so long. It's just so long, guys. So long. <laughs> so long. I have to scroll so much to get to the next episode. Um, my name is John. I am one of the hosts of this podcast. With me, as always, is James. Hey, And I'm Dustin. here. <laughs> James is here. James is always coming with that fire energy. Yeah, I'm so fired up. <laughs> So if this is your first time listening, if you want to hear three more white men in their late 30s, early 40s talk about movies, this is your comfort place. <laughs> we are your comfort food. But we, we're the best of those mediocre... We're not the best. <laughs> no. Don't lie to them. Dudes to listen to. Before we're, we get into, we're the candy corn of Halloween. Oh, candy. man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Candy corn is mm. trash. But it's the people who like it Tootsie really rolls? like it. Tootsie Rolls? I love Tootsie, Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls are awesome. Tootsie Rolls roll. Oh. Um, Contro- controversy you. is happening no, already we're here. We're more like the thrills gum. <laughs> the soap one. It tastes like soap. Yeah. But if you're really, really old, you it love tastes it. like childhood. <laughs> we're like that Dutch licorice candy. Druppies? Is that what it's called? Those like squares with like... Yeah. What are you acting like? Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? You know what it is. I didn't know it's called that. I just call it gross bowl of... <laughs> Gross Dutch bowl of shit. Dutch shit. I'm sorry, can you enlighten me on what your culture has brought to the table? <laughs> Pierogies, no big deal. <laughs> you can put pie, pie filling in them. They're delicious that way. In fact, that's the only way. So I you like stole them. pie and you put it into a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. I mean, pierogies are good. I like them. Yeah. See, there you You're go. your culture vulture. You know, I'm not a Mennonite. I'm a Ukrainian. I don't think that most of our audience is going to know what that means based on our sp- very specific cultural context. Oh, boy. For the most of the world, the Mennonite is not what you think of the Mennonite as. Mm-hmm. Wow, this episode's gone off all right, the so rails. Gonna, James, bleep all those references. Nah, don't. I don't want to get canceled. No cuts. Before we get into our movie this week, which is 1983's Project A, chosen by, I believe, Dustin. Yes. Uh, recap. Re- recap of recap our week uh seek and destroy is what you're looking for or sink and swim sink and swim dustin go ahead 
Oh, I'm going first. Well, uh, I mean, first I got to talk about, we were talking about some AEW last time, James. Yeah. Yep. Got to bring up this pay-per-view they had all out. And I did watch it as yeah. well. Yeah. Man, it was one of the best pay-per-views I've watched in years. It, it was, was pretty intense. It's entertaining from start to finish, I thought, except for maybe the big show match. <laughs> but other than that. Well, uh, all I thought when he was fighting is to like, Why? Like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? I like, mean, they use they use this strategically as like a let the crowd get some energy back because they've wasted it all on the tag match and the CM Punk match, right? And so it's kind of like you pace a card, right? So that you, okay, now we got we don't want them to be just blown out for the main event. We need them to kind of have a rest here and then right. hopefully get back into the last match, right? Yeah. How was the CM Punk match? It was really good. Yeah, it was uh, good. just like. Not not like a crazy match, just like a solid wrestling match, but he didn't look like he was out of sync at all. He looked like he was on top of things. He looked like he was a little gassed to me. Yeah. Because he doesn't have that endurance anymore, but he'll hopefully get that back. Yeah, it, it was extremely entertaining. The tag team match was phenomenal. Yeah, that was so entertaining. Um, And so bloody. Yeah, and the Moxley match was good. I mean, I really enjoyed all the matches. The Miro and uh, Eddie Kingston match, actually, I thought it was a lot of fun. Eddie Kingston's a really fun uh, character. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was... Uh, I actually forgot that there was a pay-per-view, but when you posted something about it, I was like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, and then they had a three big unveils there with uh, Adam Cole from NXT showed up. Uh, yeah, see, a, I don't know who these people yeah, are. Yeah, he was like, he was basically the most popular wrestler in NXT until recently. And then he just like quit and came right over like immediately. Really? Uh, and Brian Danielson was known as Daniel Bryan in WWE. That's, he's one of the most popular wrestlers in the world. So they've got him now as well as CM Punk. Yeah. And then uh, Ruby Soho, who was Ruby Riot in WWE. She was totally wasted there and they brought her over. So we didn't. Didn't Daniel Bryan wasn't he like really hurt though? A, a like few years a back, really he was hurt. He retired. They WWE forced him to retire, and then he became and a commentator. He was a commentator for and a while. Didn't he have and a, a lot of friction manager. with that? Yeah, he always had friction with them, and then eventually he got cleared to compete again. He wrestled again there for a while, but they and he did have some major storylines that happened, but I, I don't think he was ever satisfied there. Like it the, the wasn't a wrestling. Do you think he kind of had right. like a worker, like, like more left wing slant to him? Uh, well, he's, or yeah, I'm thinking he, maybe a different. Yeah, he's a vegan and he's like straight edge. And I stuff thought he and, like had like a more of like a workers' rights kind of like. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. I, I do think he is left leaning. If that means anything, I just yeah. remember I, I, I am the least wrestling of the three of us. I just remember some stuff about that when he was going, but it could be somebody else. Yeah. So anyway, it's a big deal that. And so, like, they're exploding right now. Like, well, they're going like they're crazy. How popular they are! You guys heard about yeah. Triple H, though, right? Yeah, he had a cardiac event. He had an operation. I imagine it's because Vince took control of yeah. NXT from him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's enough wrestling chat because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't give a shit about that stuff. But yeah, uh, that's a lot of fun right now. Um, Do you say Brie Bella? No. I'm just looking up people. I look up Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Apparently, he's married to Brie Bella. Yes, yes. So, who was the woman wrestler? Sorry, female wrestler? God, I'm uh, a horrible it was person. Ruby Soho. Um, she oh, 
was she a member of uh, the Transplants? N- no, but her <laughs> the, her son, her theme music is the Ruby Soho, the Rancid song. Rancid, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the other fun thing on AEW is that Tony Khan shells out money for actual real songs for some of the entrances. Yeah, like, like Moxley is Wild Thing. Yeah, Wild Thing for Moxley when he comes out. Um, they have... Uh, I can't remember the name of the song for Jungle Boy and uh, Luchasaurus. The Jurassic Express is that like, 80s one that's like... Oh, like everybody like it's sings crazy along. everybody like waves yeah. their hands in the air <laughs> tarzan boy uh oh is that yeah maybe that's what it is anyway it's just it's so fun to actually have some of those like actual songs uh come out on there but yeah exciting times for for wrestling fans um what else did i watch i watched uh nine the- perfect strangers <laughs> nine perfect strangers what is that it's a new uh, uh amazon show Oh, okay. Uh, no, I watched this '80s movie called *The Legend of Billie Jean*, um, and this is a really fun movie. This was um, stars Helen Slater, who was Supergirl in the '80s Supergirl movie. I never saw this as a kid. I used to always see the video on the shelves. Do you guys recognize that poster at all? No. I actually don't. No? I don't. I no. used to always see it at the store, and I never rented it. Um, Christian Slater plays her younger brother. I'm seeing that Yardley Smith is Yardley in it. Yardley Smith, yeah. Um, so they live in this Texas town. I can't remember. It's Austin. I can't remember for sure. Um, and this bully kind of like beats up the brother and steals his Corpus little, little motor scooter. Okay. Corpus Christi. Yeah. And so she goes to the store where the bully works for his dad who owns the store. And she's demanding that he pays $600 to get the, the scooter fixed and he's not doing it. And then the dad comes and he's like, Oh, Oh yeah. Come upstairs. I'll give you the money. And then like tries to rape her. And so they end up getting away at gunpoint. And so he accuses them of trying to rob the store and the police are after them and they go on the run and she becomes like this sort of Robin Hood figure to all these teens. Mm-hmm. Um, she sounds goes like on, a, sounds like a romp. It's a really fun movie. Uh, I, th- I thought I wish I had seen it when I was younger, just because most of these types of movies, I feel like at that era were directed at boys and like this had a really good female character and this, I think this was, that would have been an awesome movie to see as a, as a young boy and just be like, I don't know, just kind of have your mind a little bit more opened up to these kinds of things. But mm-hmm. it's, it's really fun movie, great soundtrack. Um, she has this thing she does where she, she, they send a videotape into the news where she cuts her hair short cause she watches the old Joan of Arc movie. And then she's like, does this whole speech where she's like, fair is fair. And then like, so then all the, through the rest of the, rest of the movie, the teens are always like chanting like, fair is fair, fair is fair. This is really fun. Uh, so I had a great time watching that. So on a side note, not to get too deep into all this kind of stuff, but do you think that like, like I was talking to somebody at work today about how, because this is my life, I loved growing up as a, as a kid in the eighties. I thought it was just like a really super rad time to be a kid. And I thought the nineties was a really rad time, rad the, to be like a you know teenager or whatever and then everything after 2000 just kind of sucks <laughs> like that kind of just like i think that's kind of isn't that how everyone feels about the time they grew up yeah i don't know yeah, like I, I think so. is it true though because like i wouldn't want to grow up in the 50s or anything like that like that's true yeah fuck that shit or the 60s get the fuck out of here you hippies <laughs> i think <laughs> it's smell like patchouli like i think it's just yeah that 
it's your time period. I think Maybe. every every kid feels that way. Maybe. I don't they think know. about I, all the good things that they had that they had in a certain way at that time that you can't have anymore. I, right? Yeah, and I just feel like for me personally, obviously like everybody's gonna have their own opinion about when they grew up, but I do feel like the eighties had this I don't know, like it wasn't a mean dirtiness. It to was it. A, there was a grit to it. There was a they were a little bit like more willing to show you like well, I mean, in terms of movies, too, it was it was sort of a magical time, not necessarily in terms of great films, quote yeah. unquote, but in terms of creating things that were fun as a kid. Like, yeah, OK, so you had Star Wars and Ghostbusters and Goonies and film- Indiana Jones and like all this stuff that was really fun. But e- yeah. Even if you look at Rad or any of the other movies, like there's this like there's an element of yeah, danger Rad, and menace. Sure. And and I don't, it just, that's it- the thing, too, like the kids movies had an edge to them that they don't necessarily have anymore right yeah like i look at the guy thinking about the goonies right and maybe it's not the great, a great movie but that's a great fucking movie to watch when you're 11 years old yeah for sure like that is a life-altering movie yet as a child yeah um, and i think this movie that i'm talking about it, it could be one of those types of movies and again it doesn't shy away from like harder topics and themes yeah. while still being a, it is still somehow a lighthearted romp 80s romp yeah. but there's actually serious shit happening in it too yeah i mean like showing kids like my, my kids movies now I, i'm maybe i'm not looking hard enough i'm just not finding a lot of that edge to like, yeah to movies like where like it, it almost feels like uh like kids kids grew up in like maybe the 60s and 70s and were like movies don't really have this like they're not talking to children the way that I would want to talk to children. Yeah. And they, I they, think you, you they, have to yeah. almost look for it in different places. Like say something like stranger things, they're specifically trying to tap into that kind of, I, but I feel like that's not meant for like 11 year olds. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I think 11 year olds would be into it. Right in, uh, right into, uh, share the hashtag at Dustin. This is what I think. <laughs> and tell us your eighties on Instagram and on, on, on Twitter. All yeah. the things that I don't interact with. Uh, the one other thing I watched real quick was the documentary Val on Amazon Prime. Oh, I don't Val know. Val Kilmer documentary. I, I, so I don't know. I know a little bit about it. I know it was made. I know what he went through. And I just don't feel emotionally like I want to just sit through and watch Yeah, it. It feels like it's going to be a lot. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a positive experience, I think, overall. Like, it, it's interesting because... Um, I guess he said, you know, he's one of the first people he knew that had a video camera. So he filmed a lot of footage of him and his family and all this kind of stuff throughout his entire life. And he documented stuff even while he was making movies and doing plays and stuff. So there's a lot of footage that he just kept stored all these years and didn't do anything with. Um, and then, you know, his, he can't talk properly anymore because of his throat, uh, uh, cause he had cancer and he had, I think it was actually the the treatments that kind of ruined his throat or whatever. So, but his son reads what he's written as the narration and his son sounds similar to him. Right. Um, but yeah, so it was really interesting. He's an interesting figure because you know, he's, he's into the Christian science stuff and, but he's not in a weird, it's not like a Tom Cruise way where he wants to like push it on other people or something. It's just his own thing. Well, this is a thing that I talk about with people right now going through, to, to bring everything down here, but to about with COVID and everything like that, right? Like there's people in our family who won't get, not my family, but my wife's extended family who won't get vaccinated. And from what I understand, Val Kilmer 
was going to die if he didn't get mm. treatment, mm-hmm. but it goes against his religion. Oh yeah, but then you have to get he got treatment. Oh, for the for the cancer. The cancer, right. but his daughter convinced him. Oh yeah, and was like, mm-hmm. Dad, like. Yeah, it has, a, it, has a, it has a fair amount of his son and daughter in it as well. Yeah, and that's the thing is like this guy put his family ahead of his right quote unquote beliefs or whatever, and it's like I don't know that that's so rad to me. Like this that this person yeah. like set those things aside where it's like it's not really happening for a lot of people right now going through COVID. Right. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was a positive. He has a he's a very like positive outlook. Um, just you know even after all the shit that he has gone through in the more recent years. Um, and it was just interesting to see. And it goes into a little bit into like, you know, there was that period of time where he was labeled as a very difficult actor to work with and stuff. It goes into some of that stuff. So I don't so, know. I, I found it interesting. Yeah, obviously I'm, I'm interested. In so it like sure. uh, liking him, what, where were you before you watched the movie? Like on a scale of like one to 10 for liking Val Kilmer. Did, it, oh, go, did like, it go up? Probably a nine or a ten. I, I love Val Kilmer. He's he's honestly one of my favorite actors. So this didn't take away from? No, not at all. No. Uh, I I mean I don't you know I'm not interested in the some of the stuff he believes in. But um, again, like he doesn't try to. He's not trying to make other people believe it or something like yeah. that. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, since Dustin ate up all the time, James, <laughs> do you have anything? James, what do you got? Um. I would say Seek. I watched um, Joker. Oh, yeah. Um, so I finally got around, finally to, got around to watching, watching that Joker. It. I actually thought it was really good. Yeah? Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, extremely dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is that. And uh, Joaquin Phoenix is just like amazing. In He's it. fantastic in it. No doubt about um, that. Is he bad in anything, though? <laughs> Like, that's an honest question. Like, he, he's just an amazing actor. Yeah. Well, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, w- I was actually quite surprised. I'm glad, actually, I waited and didn't watch it when it Waited out. for all the hype and anti-hype yeah. to yeah. die down. And then, yeah. So, I was able to enjoy it, be surprised by it, and well, I don't know. So. Sometimes that is the best way to, see, like, you know, just wait till all this clamor dies down and, yeah. like... No longer, you no longer have to worry about it sort of influencing how you see it and then just watch it. Exactly. And then, uh, so Destroy, I have a Destroy this week, would be Cruella. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the Disney. Really? uh, I've heard such great things about it. I thought it was the biggest piece of shit. (laughs) I hated it. Like, and it's not that, like, Emma Stone is awesome Mm. in it. Like, she's an amazing actress, but. It's just the story and the use of CG is horrible. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I got to be honest. I had, no, I had no interest in that particular. Uh... I honestly, it wasn't really on my list of movies to watch, but. Just kind of happened. It, it happened. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, I haven't seen it, but I will watch it. So I'll catch up with you. I think it's also really long. So. <sighs> well. <laughs> Is it Are we hour? talking over two hours? I was here? gonna say is it an I, hour, hour and forty five minutes? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's two. I don't think it's over two hours, but I think it's close to two hours. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, uh, I on the other hand have uh, I love the show AP Bio. So uh, the new season came out. It's only eight episodes that all dropped on an America Peacock. It's a great show. Everybody should check it out. It's super underrated. Did you watch the whole thing already? Yeah. 
Oh, I've, I just watched the first two, but yeah, it, they were great. Yo, Diana just ripping through them. So, uh, so I watched that. I really, really liked it. Um, continue to watch, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine last episode. There's no episodes this week. Episodes next week is the season, oh, yeah. the series I'm, finale. I'm a few behind on that. Um, but the one thing I want to talk about before we get into our movie today is a show I heard about that. I'm really excited to watch. Um, I'm going to read the, I'm going to say the title and the premise. This is a reality show. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's called killer camp, killer camp. No, yeah, no. killer camp. Um, so it's a reality TV show. Um, the series revolves around 11 people who are dropped into the 1980s inspired Lakeside Lodge where they <laughs> learn it's not the summer camp they had envisioned, but a killer camp with a secret murderer among them. The contestants are tasked with earning money while simultaneously decoding the killer's identity before the end, before they end up, quote unquote, dead themselves. <laughs> I mean, so it's five episodes. <laughs> right. It's a British show. Yeah, uh, they're remaking it, and there's a this fall is going to be a CW is going to put out a, okay, okay. a new version of it. So I'm going to watch all of Killer Camp before next week because nice. This sounds awesome, and I saw some <laughs> clips from it, and they straight up have like a killer dude like cross between I don't know like um, Texas Chainsaw and. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff, Leatherface. which I'm, which I'm pretty excited about. It seems really fun. That's a fun premise. And I really, I, I can't believe this movie, this show has been around since, uh, the season, first air, season aired in 2019. Okay. Uh, it was released, um, in, on the CW as like an in-between show. Cause they were like having trouble, like, uh, from what I understand getting shows made during the pandemic. So right. they kind of dropped this and it was a surprise hit. Oh, okay. And then now they're remaking it for American audiences. So I think this sounds really, really fucking fun. It's kind of like, I think in like the early 2000s, like after Survivor came out, then all of a sudden, like just a shitload of these mm-hmm. reality shows. That's why you get like Amazing Race and Big Brother. Yeah. So they had a show called, uh, I think, The Mole. Where oh, yeah, that yeah, was a yeah. fun show. Yeah. And it's like similar kind of. You know, premise, but I actually recently. Joe Schmo, but Joe I was just gonna bring that up because I recently went back and I watched the first episode of Joe Schmo, and you know who's on that show? Like Christine Wiggs on that show. Oh, Kristen Wiggs. Kristen Wiggs. Oh, sorry, I thought you said Christine. I was, I was like, I don't Kristen Wiggs is on the show. Uh, Jonathan, really? Tor- I don't remember that at all. Yeah, isn't Jonathan Torrance in the second second season? Yes, yeah, so Jonathan Torrance is in. Oh, he, he might be in both seasons. Jonathan Torrance it's it's honestly it's crazy like the because the first episode is oh yeah they're they're setting it all up and they're talking to all the actors and they're talking about like what kind of character they're gonna play and Mm -hmm. and just like man like you feel bad for this guy because they (laughs) set him up so bad but it's so funny uh crickets in it uh uh, David Hornsby nice um that show so good that was a man that was a great time oh yeah that was a great time that was spike tv (laughs) ralphie garman was the host right kevin Um, smith's buddy but that was like 2003 was the first season that was an amazing yeah that was a fun show shatter their plates yeah (laughs) ashes and ashes ashes dust to dust yeah you are dead to now yeah yeah. gina you are dead dead to to us us. and they'd throw the plate into the (laughs) fireplace yeah but i remember when 
I remember that show specifically because I remember watching when he like learned it and he was such a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. He was like, what? And yeah. like, so then what in the second on? season, um, he's as, in it. Yeah. He's in it. He shows up in it. But also I think it was, they had two, two of them were real people in the second season and yeah. the, the woman like figured it out she right away. So then they brought her in on it. <laughs> Natasha Legero is in the second season. Okay. Yeah. Right. Jonathan Torrance. Good stuff. I don't know where you can find that. I don't know if it's out on DVD somewhere, but watch that shit. You know, if they made a show like that, I would watch it now. What's the name of the other yeah, show? Yeah, for sure. If they brought Joe Schmo back, yeah. I'd, I'd totally be down. What's the other show? It's I think it's impossible to find in Canada, at least. Um, it's the mockumentary show. The mock, the, the mock reality show with... Uh, Oh, um, it's like burning hearts or burning love, burning love, burning love, yeah. burning. Okay. So, so <laughs> yeah. it, James, you've seen burning love. I don't remember. So burning love is a fake. It's a fake, it's like a fake bachelor type show. It's like a, it's like, a, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah. It's like an imp. I think I don't know if it's improv, but it's like a, it's uh yeah. Michael Ian Black, I think is the host. Yeah, but that one everyone isn't like no one thinks it's real or anything. It's but just making fun of. That's yeah. the, shows. But to me, that's like those are the best reality shows ever <laughs> of that era. Yeah, it was Joe Schmo. Yeah, Burning Love was a lot and of Burning fun. Love. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I saw that like Survivors coming back, and it's just like For season what thirty eight. It's just like brutal because people are like, still watching it. I just don't get it. Clearly, they got numbers if if they're still putting it out. I mean, Big Brother's on still, yeah, and I just am like, I watched that one season. Why would I want to watch a bunch of like YouTuber personalities <laughs> get in a room? Together? Because they watch it. Because you're looking at it so wrong. There's gonna be drama. They're gonna fight. Uh, yeah. Okay. Have but sex. we, you guys are mocking this while just talking about AEW. <laughs> it's yes. exactly yes. the same thing. Like it's it's just the same thing. Like. Look, I like watching. Real, John. I like watching grown men wearing yeah wearing tights, un- tights, and pretend to fight each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's real blood. Okay, that's real. Blood's blood. real. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and the alcoholism and the infidelity <laughs> yeah. on these bachelor shows are real too. That's true. But like, I don't know. To me, it's look. I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't. You know, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Fucking get, yeah, it's have yeah, fun. Who yeah, gives a I shit? understand. We're I just, not 20 anymore. We're allowed to just be like have fun. It's just like Survivor. I like. I watched the first season, but after that, I didn't watch anymore. Yeah, I think I watched maybe the first two seasons, and then I dropped out. Yeah. I guess for me, Survivor is, like, once Alone came out, like that series, right. where they actually have to survive, right. it's just... Yeah. None of this pussy shit. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, no, it's James, just, James used to do Molly, he used to do Molly, but now he only does MDMA. It's just hard he to... Pure, like, he wants the pure shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Once you've had 100% pure Colombian. Oh, you're telling me you, you can go back? back? Yeah, I, I'm... A f- yeah, but I'm like... Patton Oswalt has a whole bit about this, about how um, when he was like in his early 20s or whatever, like he'd fight you over a musical opinion. Yeah, and now well, everybody com- does. Now somebody comes up to him and is like, I like bare naked ladies. It's like, yeah, they have some jams or whatever. Like he, it's just like I, all that malice and anger is just completely gone from me. Like, I just don't even care. Like, if you like what you like, man, be happy. That's the most important part. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what uh, is a good thing, though? <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. What is it, John? What Dustin. Is a, what is a good thing? That's true. It's Dustin. 
Dustin's a great thing. Eh. <laughs> and sometimes, take it, take it or leave it. and one out of at least every three or four uh, episodes <laughs> of this podcast, Dustin makes a pick. Yeah. And Dustin made a pick this week and it was 1983's Jackie Chan starring co-director, co-writer, Project A. Project A. Project A. So does it Is does there a trailer? <laughs> I, if there's I a trailer, it'll it. be here. Probably well, not. Hold on though. a second. How do you spell action? How do you spell adventure? How do you spell awesome? Jackie Chan, the world's number one action hero, is back in Jackie Chan's Project A. A gang of pirates has taken control of the high seas, and the military is powerless to stop them. But now, the fate of his homeland is being threatened, and things are getting personal. an incredible non-stop thrill ride with some of the most breathtaking action scenes ever filmed. Jackie Chan and martial law's Sammo Hung. Jackie Chan's Project A. You spell it Project A. <laughs> All right. So you either heard a trailer for Project A or you heard the Home Improvement theme song. One of the two. One of... I'm not here to tell you which one's better. <laughs> Project A is a... Uh, it's a rip-roaring adventure on the old China coast. Yeah. Uh, Project A is a uh, 1983 uh, Hong Kong uh, film starring Jackie Chan, co-written and co-directed by Jackie Chan. Dustin, why did you pick this movie? Well, you know, James and I interviewed uh, Taiman Singh recently, and we were talking about some of the movies... Uh, in the documentary he had worked on in Search of the Last Action Heroes. And so, you know, in the course of getting ready for that interview, I was, watch- I was re-watching that movie and just seeing some footage from some of those Jackie Chan movies. And I was like, oh, man, we haven't done a Jackie Chan movie in a little while now. Yeah. And I'm in the mood to get back with Jackie and just have some fun. Uh, and Project A is a movie that I hadn't seen in a long time, but I remembered it being one of my favorite of his movies. Uh, it was a movie I remember watching with a friend of mine, Adrian, who had a huge VHS and DVD collection. And in the early 2000s, we would fucking just sit and watch movie after movie. So that's when I had first seen it. And I remember just thinking it was fucking great. Uh, so I thought that would be the one uh, to do. Yeah, I've never seen this film before. I've heard of it. Uh, James, have you seen it? Uh, I've never seen I've seen fight scenes from this movie. Yeah, clips and stuff. Um, but I've never seen this. I thought I did, like up until the, like, say, 20 minutes into the movie. And then after that, I'd never seen it. So okay. I must have started it at some point. I think this was released in the early 2000s in North America by Dimension. Yeah. Um, a lot of those movies, uh, Jackie Chan and Jet Li movies were being, that had been made in Hong Kong years earlier, were, were getting released over here finally, because it was, we're starting to see like an uptick in the popularity of these things. Uh, yeah, so in late 19th century Hong Kong, the British may rule the land, but the pirates rule the waters. One Coast Guard officer is Dragon Ma, who has determined that his beloved Coast Guard will not be made a fool of. 
<laughs> That's the description on Letterboxd. Yeah, so on IMDb, it's uh, fighting against pirates at the turn of the 20th century. The Hong Kong Navy are flee- are failing miserably. It's up to Sergeant Lung to take matters into his own hands. So I don't think they're Coast Guards. I think they're the Navy. Yeah, I think they're the Navy. They- yeah, I mean, they, they call themselves in the subtitles of the version I was watching. They refer to themselves as Coast Guard several times. Oh, but, the version I watched didn't have but subtitles. They, oh, what were you watching dubbed? I was watching it was straight dubbed. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, which Same with me. Which I am excited to get into why watching the dubbed version was, I'm guessing, superior. Oh, yeah. Superior to yeah, subtitles? We'll I get into know, why. Do you, do you know why? No. Okay. We'll get into why. Um, but yeah. So that's the basic uh, starting point anyway of the movie. It kind of goes through some different... Uh, yeah. And before we get into like what's happening in the movie, it's I think it's very, kind of interesting that this synopsis here on IMDb says um, at the turn of the 20th century, because uh, I was reading about the film and there's multiple things that happen in the movie, like what you could call historical like benchmarks to kind of date the film. Right. And it turns out that they actually had a historian like go through things to kind of like make, make it accurate. But what they did was they kind of threw that entire idea out and like, we don't want to make this accurate to a time frame, like to a, to a specific year ish. Mm -hmm. They kind of just like took 40 years or whatever and we're like, it's kind of this period. It's, well, it's taking things from here and it's taking mm-hmm. things from here and it's taking things from here. They were less concerned with the actual time of the movie when it actually took place and more just interested in, in just making cool set pieces and, right. and, and, and a cool story. So it, it, it's, and I think that's a really fun idea. Like, I feel like sometimes we get, well, the internet culture gets, gets caught up in this minutia of like, um, how, what, I'm going to call it the, the, the Neil deGrasse Tysoning <laughs> of, of like fun stuff where right. Neil deGrasse Tyson is like, he's like a bummer. A fucking, <laughs> he's like, he's such a bitch. Uh, guess what? Star Wars. Stuff. That wouldn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody thinks Neil deGrasse Tyson is rad, except if Neil deGrasse Tyson showed up to your party. <laughs> He would be the fucking worst. I think he's... Actually, I don't understand, because what you're having is a contemporary party, but the moon is in fucking whatever, and it's like, shut the fuck up, Neil. You suck. No one likes you. I, I think he's he's fine if like somebody's interviewing him like a comedian or something. Right. But... You don't go to him for like movie opinions. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't want your. I'm not interested in your movie but here's reviews. The thing. Yeah. He loves to tell you his oh, opinions I understand. on shit. Yeah. I understand, but for that's because sure. he's superior to everyone. So. And, and I think that that actually, I think that in North America, <laughs> actually, to be superior, maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe it's not North America. Maybe it's just the time we're in. But I kind of really love this idea where they're like, well, we don't actually give a shit. It's just. Right, we're making a movie for fun. We're making here. a movie for fun. Fuck off! Like, I yeah, do. And I mean, that's the Jackie Chan ethos, isn't it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I think that this movie really, really nails having fun. Like, this is a fun movie. Yeah, and I mean, you, you get all the things you expect in a Jackie Chan movie. It has the goofy humor, the slapstick stuff, obviously the physical comedy and action. Yeah. Um, the stunts and everything, uh, and you get it all in spades. Like it's all shoveled at you. Like <laughs> a lot of it. I do feel like it's like two movies though. 
Oh yeah, it goes in like, some different directions. I uh, it's like they have one storyline at the beginning, and then by the end, it's like a completely different storyline. Yeah, well, it's like they start the storyline, then they're like, okay, now we're doing this, and then yeah. they come back to that storyline at the end of the movie, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, the movie pretty much starts off with uh, Jackie Chan's part of the Navy. Um, they all seem like pretty fun kind of dudes. Um, they hate the cops. The cops are kind of like. Lame. Yeah, they have they have like a, a rivalry, rivalry with the, the police. Yeah. Um, but the police have more sway mm-hmm. with local politicians and whatnot. Power, yeah. um, and long story short, the the navy pretty much gets disbanded in favor of. Yeah, they're the, supposed to go catch those pirates, but they don't get the opportunity to do that because well, one, their ships get blown up. Yeah. Um, and so then they're made to look bad, and so then they kind of get disbanded. And then, and then they, they have to join the, the police. They have force. to become police officers. It's kind of, you know what, it's, it's actually kind of like uh, Super Troopers stole part of the plot from Super Troopers. Yeah, Super Troopers, or <laughs> even like a police academy type yeah. of thing going on. So, well, I think Police Academy was 1981, I think. <laughs> um, Actually? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be Neil deGrasse Tyson for a second. Uh, we should have a Neil deGrasse Tyson corner where we're allowed to just completely shit on <laughs> mistakes that we all make. Well, we always get hung up in the details in a movie. At yeah, some we point. need to stop. So, uh, yeah, so they end up joining forces, not joining forces, but they get uh, Jackie Chan. Uh, he's Dragon, what's Dragon Ma. Dragon Ma. Uh, he he ends up being forced to become part of the uh, police force. Yeah, and these uh, guys, yeah. Yeah. Well, because they get into it, that awesome fight. Yeah, they have yeah. That, that huge at bar, bar fight at the beginning. And it's really a more of a brawl than it is like, you know, like the intricate, normal Jackie yeah. Chan stuff you see. It feels um, more like uh, a Western style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, totally. like everything's just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has, he's fighting specifically with um, Captain Zhu. Uh you and Bayo. Um, there's that hilarious moment where they hit each other with chairs and then they like try to look tough and yeah. then they go behind go the behind pillar the and they're both like, Ugh, I love so much. <laughs> I love that. Like, I love that stuff so much. I, Jackie Chan is at his best when he is so vulnerable, but he's just like showing that like, he's a human being. Yeah. I mean, he gets hurt a lot in this one. Um, but yeah, that's just really fun brawl scene. Uh, I, I didn't realize too, like when I had chosen the movie, like reading about it afterwards, that this was actually kind of a pivotal Jackie Chan movie in a lot of ways, because it was like uh, the first time they had such a big budget that they could do this period piece with all these big set pieces and get these ships and all this stuff going on, costumes, all this stuff. Um, and then that's kind of like going forward, way more of those movies started getting made in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool to think about. And this is also the first movie he had the, the, um, outtakes at the end where he's getting hurt. Oh, my version didn't have outtakes. Uh, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, I saw, yeah. I had the outtakes that and sucks. it's the first time he put them in one of his movies. And apparently he got the idea from being in, guess which movie? American film. Oh, uh, it was, uh, uh, Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run. Nice. <laughs> Favorite of your guys. So that's where he got, that's why Jackie Chan started doing that. Right. Cause that they did it in that movie. That's rad. That's cool. Yeah. They, so this, I think this movie 
in a lot of ways, like the, like watching it and thinking about it, it really feels like an homage to other movies and genres. Like, I feel like a lot of that that bar stuff was like a lot of western yeah, style. Yeah. Um, we have a scene later on in the movie which is fucking incredible. Um, which is like I I think it's an homage to Safety Last. Yeah, the clock tower and the silent clock. Um, mm-hmm. or the sorry the. Uh, yeah, the 1923 film starring uh, Harold Lloyd, uh, the clock scene when he falls from the face of the clock. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's directly uh, yeah inspired and, like, by that. That's I mean, the the original is probably one of the most. Famous. I've never seen it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, it's one. It's amazing. It's I'm it's interested. Crazy. I'm interested to check it out for sure. Just spend honestly spend some time watching those silent movie. Yeah, um, I mean, actors. I mean, watching the Jackie Chan stuff too has also made me want to watch a, more of the old Chaplin and like Buster Keaton stuff. Yeah, that shit is amazing. Like the the stuff that they were doing was crazier oftentimes than what Jackie Chan is. Like they're dropping fucking houses on themselves and being like, "I have to stand in this one right. specific." Yeah. The door, so the door window falls over. Or me there's or whatever. a train coming at them, and I have to throw this thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. to switch the, yeah, the tracks. Track, yeah. Like, or I'm gonna die. Like, it's incredible. Yeah, those guys didn't give a makes fuck. for compelling viewing, no doubt. Um. So, but yeah, once we get a little into the plot, so once he's forced to join the police, um, then him and Zoo kind of start to have a bit of a respect for each other. I feel like the. I feel like. Zoo feels bad like he feels guilty because he didn't get in trouble because his uncle or his dad or whoever is the police captain and so um and he sees actually that dragon ma is like he's a you know he's a good cop he's working yeah. hard well they well, really bond at that arrest yeah they, they go to arrest that gangster in the back of that like fancy uh, restaurant or so club that, or whatever that set is the same set in uh, Millionaire's Express oh okay which came out also Sammo Hung right three years after this well and so, so in that scene so at that point um, Dragon has been uh, he's a cop now he's being trained by him uh, what's his name the name escaped me you just said it yeah the, Cap- the, ne- Captain, the nephew Captain Sue yeah so the nephew sure the nephew is training him um, and then it, Jackie Chan, uh, Dragon says, "No, you take credit for this." He says, "Well, you you get the credit, and I get the blame for everything." Yeah, like, but he he passes it on because he's like, he doesn't. Dragon doesn't care. He just he, wants to arrest the guy. Yeah, yeah. That's a really fun sequence, though. That whole fight in that yeah. fancy restaurant, and uh, I mean, right before that, though, we we get introduced to Sammo Hung's character. He's like the thief kind of rogue type yeah. character. That's like a awesome. Yeah, there's yeah, always got to so be a great. chubby wild card. Well, Sammo Hung is amazing because he's he a is. fat dude, and he's just as good as at martial yeah. arts as anybody. Like he's among the best. Yeah, but um, he plays like we're, let's go back again, like. To silent film, like that silent films, but like, like like vaudeville type stuff coming out of that. Your Avin Costellos and all that kind of stuff, like yeah, the, the, yeah. Or, the, or, the comedy or, duo kind or, of thing. But all, also you Laurel can, Hardy, you can, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then you can bring that into more contemporary stuff with like um, like a Chris Farley, like this guy who is heavy set, extremely physical, extremely though. physical. Like, this guy can drop, he can do jumping can jacks, fly, he'll do a kicks, flip, yeah. like he, he'll do anything. He's he'll. He's but he's just, also funny. Like, you know, he's doing, he's playing the Mahjong and the, I don't know if he, they have, you guys had that scene in the version you watched. 
you guys might have watched the American release. Um, they, they're play, he's gambling playing Mahjong, which is a game with these tiles with symbols on them. Okay. And no, I didn't uh, have that. somebody keeps trying to like upset the table and he has like really good line of of chips like they're all stacked together on yeah and so he picks them up and he's holding them like by squeezing them together and the table's getting knocked around and he's still got his like he's like we can still play we can still play because i've still got my (laughs) my things here and then finally when he somebody like knocks at him out of his hand he's like (laughs) he's just like pissed off that's why i like the pairing of him and jackie chan like it's just like the duo together it's a great duo because not only are they both great martial artists together yeah and you get some awesome like tandem sort of tag team action with them yeah but like there's a the just the writing as like jackie of course is the straight guy he's the good guy yeah and he's got this friend from his past who's like this you know kind of underhanded uh, devious little guy yeah but then you've got also got like it's captain zoo right yeah he's also this straight laced more respectable mm-hmm. guy and like I, what he what jackie chan does i think is he can see how to create this this like gang and he does it in all of his movies where he creates like a team yeah. right even when you think about like his american films where it's like he uh he be in rumble in the bronx like there's the little kid and the, and it's all like he just kind of creates like this yeah he surrounds he surrounds himself with fun characters uh, and it all it just elevates an, it's more of an ensemble yeah it but, elevates everything and jackie chan has no problem i'm not going to say taking second second place to anybody but he has no problem letting other people shine no and yeah. having their moments yeah. like and and you know this is co-directed by sam hung as well he's not credited i don't think but apparently he did help direct the movie and he direct i think he directed like millionaire's express like yeah. you were talking about yeah um uh, and many many other yeah many movies. Other um he seems like a selfless like creator in a lot of ways jackie yeah where he's obviously the star mm-hmm but he's so self-confident in like what he's going to do. He has no problem like taking a back seat. Yeah. Well, and you can, you know, and back into the, like we're talking about the Jackie Chan ethos. He isn't afraid of looking foolish. He isn't afraid of making fun of himself. He's every, he doesn't take yeah. himself too seriously. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, I talk about this a lot, obviously because of my hatred, not hatred. I shouldn't say hatred. My dislike of modern action stars and their unwillingness to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Jackie Chan just proves that no, you can be vulnerable. You can, the, this, it's, you can this, still be the biggest badass, even if you get hurt. Like, yeah. This scene James is talking about when they both like sneak behind the wall, like the, it's like the, like the face off wall. It's so, <laughs> it's so great. It's, it's literally so much. Sh- I watched it twice. It's so much shorter of a time span than you think it is. Yeah. When like it's like it's like a second and a half, like two seconds. Right. They just cringe and in, in pain, and then like back and back get into back to it. it. Yeah. But it, sh- it it just allows you to just be so much more on his side. Mm-hmm. And like so, we mentioned before, but you know about silent films. But most of what like makes Jackie Chan so good is his physical comedy. I mean, he's not talking, but you can just see what he's doing, pulling from those silent films. And it just, right. It translates to anybody. Like you don't don't even have to understand what is being said necessarily to be entertained by his movies. Yeah. A hundred percent. Wait, so does that, does that mean that Jackie Chan is the greatest living silent 
film actor? Yes. <laughs> or would be if his movies were silent. Somebody should start making silent films Because you again. don't you, you don't need him to talk, you know? He, he gets somebody slammed on his fingers. He goes, yeah. and like You know, like you don't need the, the talking, right? Um, it all comes across. I mean, this movie does get bogged down a little bit in some plot detail stuff, but yes. Um, so once so once they go and they try to arrest that guy, that fight sequence is really fun. I love the moment where he is on the top of the staircase. Yeah, and gets uh, thrown. Down. He gets thrown down on the banister rail, but also once he goes back up, he tosses a guy off who hits the chandelier and then falls to the ground and stuff. Like it just. I don't know. Lots of awesome stuff happening. There was a lot of stuff where, you know, I was seeing, okay, are they connecting? Like, are these like kicks and stuff connecting? Are they connecting with, you know, what they're hitting each other with and stuff? And some of like the stunts are just like, man, (laughs) like that is severe. (laughs) Can you imagine being the guy that does that? That like flies out, hits the chandelier and then hits the ground. Yeah. Like, there's no, you're just a guy falling, t- uh, you know, from a second story and hitting the floor. Like, I mean, what goes into that? Like, if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. So I might as well do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. but it also might be stuff like when Jackie Chan was in um, uh, Enter, the, Enter the Dragon. Yeah. yeah. Where he's just trying to get his foot in the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's got to start somewhere, right? Um, but yeah. So that's that whole sequence is fun, and that's where he quits the police because they're like, yeah. you know, the, the chief comes and doesn't want to like find the bad guy. Um, the owner of the club is like pressuring him and stuff. Um, I was kind of confused on like, obviously somebody was paying off somebody and selling. The head of the the, the chief of police is is dirty. No, because the then the the girl. The, the 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 love interest who isn't really that all in the movie that much. She explains to him, no, no, he was he's buying he was, guns for he, oh for something. the for the he was buying guns for the navy. Yeah, so it was like they thought it was too it was just like too obvious of a thing for him to be the bad guy, right? Because he's always working against the the navy guys yeah. and stuff. Um, and then you think that it's the British guy who's in charge of all of it, all right. of it. But then it's like, no, he's like, no, I just am trying to do what's politically correct. So he, he, then he just gives Jackie, he's like, fine, you, you take control of this and you go in and get the, get the hostages from the pirates and stuff. So no, it turns out like nobody was dirty at the end. I, I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't really yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. The, the ride is, is the fun part. Yeah. So have we gotten to the part with the pirate cap, the pirate head pirate? Well, no, we don't really see him until like until almost the end of the, the movie. End. No, we see him earlier. There's like one scene where they take over a ship and they take the hostages that we and see. And that's where my intrigue started. Because <laughs> I was like, because I watched the dub version, like mm-hmm. James. Yeah. And I was like, whose voice is this? Oh, okay. Of the pirate? I recognize a recognizable voice. voice. Yeah. This is, now, now, mind you, this is 1983. Right. Well, but it probably wasn't dubbed until 2000. 2000 or something, yeah. And the person they chose to dub the voice of the pirate captain is none other than Danny Trejo. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this, it works. It works. Why? It totally works. <laughs> That's weird. That's pretty great. His voice works so well. I loved it. I thought it was great. It I could, totally I, fit. I could totally see that fitting. That it, that was not like what he sounded like in the in the subtitles. No, but in in the movie he's Danny Trejo and 
he's just actually Danny Trejo. Like he sounds like Danny Trejo. That's great. And he like Danny Trejo matches up his like his cadence so yeah. well with the actions of the actor. Oh, that's cool. That like it just like it just totally worked in a way that it often doesn't. Right. Because usually what it sounds like is it sounds like um, racism. Because it usually sounds like a, a either an Asian person putting on a very Asian accent or a white person doing an Asian accent. Right. And this was just Danny Trejo talking like Danny Trejo. <laughs> That's fun. Honestly, the pirate captain was badass. Like yeah, he was he's great. awesome. When it got to the end, when he, he was just like chilling, having a party, and then he starts fighting, it's like, man, like he's like up there like yeah. for the whole movie i'm just like okay you know jackie chan he's obviously the star but then the pirate comes and i'm like man i don't know i like this pirate this pirate guy <laughs> but the pirate wanted he wanted he wanted no heat he was just like yeah he's like no man like i'm just doing my thing <laughs> okay so i wonder if this was translated the same in yours version but the, the part where jackie is you know posing as this buyer of the yeah. weapons and stuff or supplier of the whatever um then they're sitting there at that party in, in the pirate's cave in the, on the island. Yeah. And he's like, oh, by the way, the pirate is uh, Lore Sampao. He's like, uh, oh, let's get some of the hostages out here and have them dance for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jackie's like, oh, no, we don't need to do that because they're being like, yeah. they're being like secreted out at that moment. And he's like, oh, no, they prob- they've been in they've been in, <laughs> in jail for like four days. They're probably no good at dancing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff, <laughs> but like the pirate was just like, ah, man, because there's a part where the where Jackie Chan's gonna jump in at the end and start fighting. Yeah, and it looks like he's gonna well, he's got he's gonna protect his friends, right? But he thinks but that the he's pirate, gonna help. And he's yeah. like, no, man, don't worry he's, about he's it. Got it. He's, he's got like, it. He's got it. He's got it. Yeah. He's, he's, cool. the, the pirate is totally chill until he's yeah. got to fight three guys at the end, and then he's like fighting all of them at the but same then time. He's, at, he's wounded. And fights all those guys. Yeah, but let's, with his sword and stuff. But let's yeah, we, bounce sh- back. we should go back. Jackie and Sammo Hung finally meet up after that arrest thing, and he's like, "Hey, you're not a cop anymore. We should work together. Yeah, uh, we'll have this deal that like you'll be able to bust people, and I'll I'll benefit from it because I'll get some of these. So they go and they steal the the rifles. Uh, they think that's when they think the captain is the bad guy selling right. them. And um, they wear those masks and stuff, and they that's a fun scene when they're on yeah. that little raft or whatever. Uh, and that's where, then right after that, Jackie finds out that like Sammo Hung is just selling the weapons to like the bad guys, and he's like, What the fuck? Like, yeah, and they hide it in the log, yeah, yeah. And you have that fun little log sequence too, where I thought they were gonna, gonna do more with that though, where because Sammo Hung's running on the log, and the other guy gets on it, and he, you know, they're you know, the, that was a fun yeah. scene, yeah. I would have, I wouldn't have minded seeing an extended uh, fight scene with some of the log stuff, but yeah. I mean that could get really dangerous, I suppose. You get crushed between those things. Um, but yeah, just so much fun stuff. And then you get to that bicycle, the bicycle the sequence. The bicycle sequence is crazy. It's so good. It's so good. They're going through the little alleys. He knocks on the one guy's door because the guy's chasing him, and then he knows that the person will open, open the, the door, the top half. And be like, who's there? And like, opens the door right in the guy's face. This is the thing about. Jackie Chan movies is I honestly the plot is like yes, all over always, the place. It's always secondary. It's all, yeah, right. I honestly just I, I just want to watch a silent film of him just in different <laughs> fight sequences. That's it. 
Like you could take all the fight sequences from this movie and put them all together, and I would be very entertained. It's a sorry, go, Dustin, go ahead. Well, that's true, but I was I gonna say like I don't I know that the plot doesn't totally hang together in this movie, but it still creates enough fun moments of character moments and beats between the the different characters that I enjoy watching the the story of the movie as well, even if it's not like a completely cohesive plot like it's not yeah I structured guess in a what way i'm that saying is the fight sequences alone are enough to they're, just, they're worth just watching yeah, for sure yeah. yeah but the bike sequence i mean it's yeah it's just crazy it's just he's always just so creative with ways to, to come up with make these fights interesting and make them something refreshing and new yeah john what were you gonna say i kind of lost it oh, okay. i started looking up another jackie chan movie because <laughs> uh, i was thinking about the another movie that came out around the same time um and i've only seen bits and pieces of it uh it's called wheels on meals yeah wheels on meals so that came out uh the year after this i believe yeah um also a sammo hung right yep so i'm in he directed it i'm in a a brewery in bellingham and i'm like (laughs) sitting with my wife it's our anniversary so we went down there and i'm like there's TV screens and I'm like, they're just showing Jackie Chan movies. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen or heard of this. And it seems like the most ridiculous movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck are we watching? And he's like, Oh, it's like wheels on meals or something like that. It's like Jackie Chan movie. And I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's was it was really fun because I watched that on silent. Like it was just right. on. You didn't need to. And 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 I think that to go back to what we were talking about earlier, I mean, I'm sure we're just being a dead horse at this point, but just like how much fun these movies are, you can just watch them in the background. Mm-hmm. These might be the greatest party movies ever. <laughs> oh, totally. Like you can just put any Jackie Chan movie on yeah. on silent yeah. with music, whatever, and just watch it. Yeah. And you are like, I understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I understand what I need to. Well, then we get to the big clock sequence that you alluded to earlier, John. This scene, the sequence is is pretty amazing. It really is. Um, he goes up inside. He's like, he's handcuffed to the flagpole and he shimmies up the pole and yeah. then works his way out over to the, the clock tower goes inside where he fights that other guy and that's fun when he gets in that little cage and he's rolling back and forth yeah. and the guy's trying to hit him with a spear or whatever uh but then he falls out and he's hanging on to the to the arm the clock arm um a bunch and there's like you know like um what do you call those like awnings kind awnings. of below yeah, him. He, he falls through the awnings yeah and then but, you get the instant replay yeah you get the replay because jackie knows you got to see that shit twice oh, 100%. <laughs> well, it, it, what he did was he just saved me the trouble yeah, of rewinding yeah. it, right? Uh, and he, remember, we did police story. They did that too with like the sequence where he jumps. In the mall, down, yeah. yeah, he jumps down that light string, and it, they all burst as he's going down. Man, that's a great scene, right? And so he shows that two or three times because it's you know, hey, that's the cool shit. We got to see that again. Yeah, um, 100%. Although in this case, Jackie, we're what we're watching is Jackie like breaking his neck. Yes, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I it, think he actually broke his neck doing that stunt. He uh, he got really hurt. Yeah, almost died. Yeah, <laughs> for wow. his art that we have enjoyed so much. But worth it? <laughs> worth it? Probably. Well, he survived. <laughs> so. He did survive. I mean, here's the thing. 
I don't think he needed to fall from that height. It's not like that is... I know he did an instant replay on it, so it's like... It's pretty high. Hey, this is like the centerpiece of... Right. But I don't even see that as the centerpiece. No? No. I thought it was kind of hard not to see it as the centerpiece. I know that's what the intention Mm -hmm. is, but I just don't think you need it. It's not like if that scene wasn't in the movie, I wouldn't think oh, no, the movie yeah. is awesome. Right, but he, so. he's always going for those extra highs, right? I, yeah, I think the thing is that he's at this age, at this point when he's filming this, he's probably in his like, he's probably 28, 29 years old. He's probably in the peak of like... Right, peak performance. Will, peak, like, peak willing to do whatever. Willing to do anything mm-hmm. and just like has that drive. Like... He, for all of the positive things we say about him, there has to be a really dark part of him that is willing to do all of this stuff because he's willing to put his complete body on the line and, and risk dying for fame and money and for all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Like it couldn't just, it can also just stem from a, a different cultural place of, well, I mean how many people that he, I never thought of it, but like, he does amazing things and he gets injured and he survives. But how many people in his crew has he put into situations where they did not recover? That's yeah, very true. But also he's he's willing to do anything, right? So then like I know then you expect yeah, other that, people so to do that. So that's that's right? the most toxic person on the work site. Yeah, that, that, but I'm not you, sure how it plays I, out. Like, is I mean? it like, hey, you have to do this because I did it, or is he just like, yeah, you're doing crazy stuff, so I'm also willing to yeah, do the crazy stuff. Yeah, but a person stuff. like a person like that on, so say you're at a job site, and there's a guy that's willing to like go do something that's very dangerous mm-hmm. without proper like right Safety. straps or whatever. Right, like, yeah. like that guy is setting a very toxic. And it's like, if you're mm-hmm. not going to do it, I'm going to find somebody that will. Yeah, it's an interesting so, moral question. So but we at the same, Chan now? But at no, the same I time, we wouldn't, we wouldn't get the magic that he's delivered if we, so if it's we didn't worth do these things. It. I mean, that's the choice you have to make, right? <laughs> so it's worth it? might not have been worth it to everyone who ever was in one of his movies and okay, got so injured. Okay, so this was 1983. Let's hope that Jackie Chan has some regrets. I mean, as far as I know, no one died in a helicopter accident making a Jackie Chan movie. And <laughs> not we can't say that about Hands of Steel that we did last week. Right. Um, Yikes. I don't know. Do they have stats? Do they keep stats like that on Hong Kong films? I don't know. Yeah, they probably there's no records. No, there's <laughs> no, no records. It's called a mass crave. Um so one of the things about the clock thing though is that I guess he was so afraid of of doing the stunt that he doesn't like let he doesn't let go to do the stunt. He just like f- eventually fell because he couldn't hold on anymore. I heard it. I heard it took <laughs> him a week. Yeah, uh, it took him a week of filming to get to the point. Where, yeah, where he could where like, he get would himself even to do, do it. it. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Jackie Chan. If Jackie Chan was afraid of doing this. And Jackie, he should have been because he lands on his fucking head at the end of this. Jackie stunt. Chan would jump off my roof right now for nothing because he doesn't give a fuck. He's the Mick Foley of Hong Kong cinema. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after the clock stuff, then we kind of switch gears again and now we're going back to the pirates. He gets he gets to be in charge of the Navy guys again. Yeah. And they're going to, they work out a plan to get the pirates. 
Um, there's some funny shit when they get to the island where they're saying the passwords to each other because yeah. they each think that the other one is one of the yeah, actual exactly. pirates and they're fighting well, each other. Well, and then and the one guy's like stealing shit while they're trying to break the, what's his name? The yeah, Sammo Hung's there to try to, like, he's trying to steal the what he can get out of there. Meanwhile, they're trying to get the hostages out. But then out. They, they do the awesome thing where... He like realizes like that Jackie Chan's in trouble. Yeah, he can't. Dragon's leave. in trouble. He's so gonna, he, can't he was going to leave, but he he can't. And, but and then and then it, it's so it's so it, to me it's such perfect storytelling because he ends up he he, he steals all this all the, all those chests and they're literal chests, <laughs> which is hilarious. Pirate yeah. treasure chests. And then he like comes back because he's going to do the right thing, and then his ship gets blown up. So yeah, he's dynamite sac- starts getting thrown around like nobody's well, business. No, 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 but before yeah. that, like his ship actually gets blown up and he's so sad. Yeah. And they do that once again. It's like a silent movie thing where like he's like blubbering almost for a couple seconds because his ship got blown up. Mm-hmm. And it's just like because because they have to make the 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 baddest good guy still look yeah, good, and he learns his. He's le- not a bad, bad guy. But then he learns his lesson or whatever, right? Like that's the price you pay for doing the right thing. But he would always have done that right thing, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's yeah. it's all great. And this 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 uh, the, the entire fight, the fight sequence with the pirate is the awesome. fight sequence is yeah. amazing. So everything that happens on the island is like an entire film to me. Like, yeah, it's almost like its own movie, right? Because it's they storm. We've been we've been yeah. just doing all this stuff with the cops and the navy and the whatever Samo hung and all this stuff, and then it's like, oh no, okay, now back to the pirates that we were talking about at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and they storm the island. They have this really fun like um, like verbal miscues that are going back and forth between, and they're in the dark, so they don't know who they're talking to. So right. Jackie Chan, like, so dragon <laughs> ends up actually knocking out. He, said, he asks, he asks Sammo Hung for the password and then he just makes something up and says it. And he's like, correct. Cause he doesn't know the password either. <laughs> and he's like, well, who would have thought I'd be able to guess it in the, on the first try. <laughs> oh, and there's some really good face acting. Yeah. At that time. Where, yeah. Where he's like, he bought it. <laughs> yeah. And then it and it goes, but then um, Jackie Chan keeps going back and forth between playing like right. Well, because then he then he repeats the password he just heard from Samo Hung, and Jackie Chan's like, no, that's not the password because he thinks that can't possibly be the password. And then he starts fighting him, and then realizes. But also, Jackie Chan's uh, playing two characters at this point. Right, like yeah. he's playing he's playing Dragon, and then he's playing uh, Mr. Chan or whatever with that little fake mustache, yeah, the fake mustache. which is so. F- it's such a funny, tiny detail, but it's so funny because he reveals himself. He yeah. takes off his tiny yeah. mustache <laughs> because you think like the uh, what do they call those things? Where you, monocle. The monocle. You think the monocle is the joke, but the monocle actually isn't the joke. The joke is the tiny mustache, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I, I adored everything that happens here, yeah. and the yeah. fight scenes are amazing." Oh, they're fantastic. And I love that, you know, Dick Way, the actor that plays the pirate, he's he's holding his own against all three of them for a yeah. while. Like, he's that good. Well, and he's like, you're going to have to kill me. Like, I'm just... Yeah, I'm not giving up. I'm and then they finally, up. they get him rolled up in the carpet and throw a piece of dynamite in there. Yeah. With, well, with him and Sammo Hung, and yeah. they have to pull Sammo Hung out. So many people get stabbed in this sequence. A lot of stabbings. Oh, yeah. So much stabbing. A lot of close-up uh, stab shots. It yeah, feels yeah. so different. It's a little, little more violent for a chance. Way not really violent. bloody or anything. No but, blood. Yeah. Not really. 
Um, but also people getting blown up because like yeah. every time bad guys, you know, backup guys are trying to come in to help, they're like throwing a, throw a stick of dynamite at that door and blow that door in. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, they're coming down the stairs. Blow up the stairs. And this is um, all to save some British people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> Definitely not worth it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, what? just a fun ride i mean there there are some pacing issues i think at times because it keeps switching gears and stuff but yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah so i want to say um if we're gonna talk about our favorite action sequences i'm just gonna say everything that happens on the island yeah it's just like on it's I, it's untouchable i think the clock scene is possibly the um most it's probably the most memorable. Memorable, moment. yeah. But I actually don't think so. Oh, I, I think the clock scene's amazing. No. The clock, like when I think of the movie, I think um, the bar fight, the bikes. I mean, the bikes and, are probably my favorite moment. And the uh, the island, uh, the I don't even think of the clock scene. No. It's such a short. It's scene. a it's a short scene. I mean, there's a cool fight in the top in yeah. the tower, and then um, the falling and stuff. But it's just such a crazy thing, oh yeah right? yeah like, yeah i'm gonna say the, the 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 reason i say that my favorite like scene or whatever in this film i guess would be the island is because there's just so much stuff that happens in such a condensed amount of time where you've got him playing different characters and yeah. you've got like this this really funny like miscommunication like Dustin was saying with like the passwords and, mm-hmm. and then the guy's like what's his name is taking like the fucking he's stealing the treasure and all this stuff is happening and then you have that moment of like redemption where he comes back and he's like I came back because I have to save Dragon and yeah. it, it, I don't know that it all wraps the movie up in this tight little bow right that is so poignant and it's exciting and it's thrilling and it's fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah it definitely delivers on all fronts. Um, I think the bicycle sequence is probably my favorite just because there's just some fun, creative stuff going on there. I, I, I mean, it's hard to argue with what you're saying, John. Like that, that whole last segment of the movie is pretty amazing. Um, but I mean, the whole thing is like the whole thing is fun. Yeah, so, it's fun. We didn't even talk about when he's trying to get away from the cops and he like runs up that wall, that very steep bank. And, right. uh, and then him and the girl slide down the hill and stuff. There's just there's a lot of fun stuff going on uh, in, in all parts. There are some like parts that are a little more dry um, where there's some story shit going on and they're setting up different stuff. But yeah, I yeah I, I don't know. I don't want to get into like a. F- a final like thoughts about the film. But if we are, I just want to say that this movie shows exactly why Jackie Chan is like the goat. Yeah. Amazing. Definitely hit the spot when looking for my Jackie Chan fix. Um, really glad we, we watched it. It's not, you know, when we watch a Jackie Chan movie, you're not always going to necessarily have something really new to say about it because he generally delivers the same kind of entertainment. Uh, again and again it's just that he's so good at it and it's just so fun to watch like you can always have a good time with almost any of his movies so yeah Yeah, and even if you don't even if the movie's not great there's gonna be a scene that's gonna blow your mind right something's gonna be like oh shit and jackie's always gonna be watchable right even if like you're watching the fucking tuxedo at least he's fun (laughs) like the tuxedo (laughs) Uh uh-huh all right Uh, should we rate it yeah let's rate it Dustin's your movie, so why don't you go first? 
Why don't I go last? Okay, fine. Right. Go last. <laughs> James, you go first. My reaction is an eight, and my overall score is a 7.2. So my overall reaction is an eight, and my final score is a 7.6. Nice. Uh, and I'm the same as James. Reaction, an eight. Overall score, 7.2. So this gives us a tie between... At 7.3 is yeah, the sorry. score. Yeah, sorry. I apologize. All right, so we have a gigantic tie from uh, 30, uh, 32 to 38 with Assault on Precinct 13, Predator, Drunken Master 2, Commando, Last Action Hero, Ongback, and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that is some stiff that competition is, right there. Yeah. Those are all great movies in their own right. It feels... And one of them's another Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> it also feels wrong, though. Like... I mean, it's just as good, if not better, than all of them. But I could put it ahead. I could great. put it behind. I could put it in the middle, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, that's well, that's not what we do on this show. We got to find a place for it. We got to find it at home. Uh, this is so hard because it is hard. Where you put Assault on Precinct Thirteen might not be where I put Assault on Precinct Thirteen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, like, but that's where it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so crazy. <laughs> Eh, this time doesn't get to go first. I think I'm going to put it between Commando and Last Action Hero. Uh, I do still think Drunken Master 2 is my very favorite Jackie Chan movie, but this is like very close. I fucking love Commando, so I'm just going to put mm-hmm. it ahead. Predator actually should be even higher on the list than it is. It's pretty much perfect. So this is a tough, tough, tough field. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you said that about Predator because it's like the more movies we watch, the more you come to appreciate some things more you, than when yeah, you watched them. Right? Yeah, totally. I want to go second if that's okay, James. Yep, go ahead. I want to put this behind Drunken Master Two and ahead of Commando. Okay, because mm. I would rather watch this movie again than Commando. Um, I think it. This movie is just there's just so much more going on and there's so much more like people are the, the, the way it's set up. They're thinking about so much more about like homages to older, older movies, like what they're trying to bring to it, trying to add some new stuff. Yeah. But can't you just hear those steel drums from commando? Right. Uh, I totally can. I totally can. I'm actually going to agree with Dustin on uh, between Commando and Last Action Hero. I agree also with you, John, on like, yeah, I mean, this movie is awesome. And but, you know, Commando is just like a fun popcorn movie, too. <laughs> so many good one liners. That's a tight Arnie grouping. That's there. A, like Predator, Commando, Last Action Hero, all pretty tight there. But. I don't know. I'd rather just watch Jackie Chan fight people than than I watch you. Arnold. At the same time, I've watched up. Commando like a hundred times, and every time it's on TV, I stop and watch it for yeah. a while. <laughs> so I would I say know. that that just means that this movie just doesn't have. Yeah, the, I mean, if this was on TV, I would also stop and watch it. I think that's the thing is like it. It's in good company. Oh, for sure. Right. I, you would stop and watch probably any of these movies. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, I, this isn't worth fighting over. Um, 
It's a great film. It's everybody should watch it. I think that what we should say at the end of every review is: Should you watch this movie? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Like if you haven't seen this film, please go watch Unless it. Unless for some reason you don't like Jackie Chan movies, in which case, fuck stop, off. stop <laughs> listening to us because you're wrong and you're, you suck. <laughs> You're wrong and you suck. Yeah, unless you just want to hate masturbate to James's voice, then. <laughs> Which then is, you know, that'd be understandable. Have at her, <laughs> I guess. All right, John. That's our new number of what? Sorry? Oh, we're, we're figuring, that, figuring that out right now. Well, it's our new number 36. 36, between Commando, Commando and, and Last Action, Action Hero. Hero. Okay. This is the part where you do the, the end bit. No, I'm reading. <laughs> Wait. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We, uh, I mean, we really appreciate it more than you probably realize. Um, please check us out on Instagram, on uh, Letterboxd, on wherever you get stuff. Uh, check out the BFOP network. Uh, BFOP.com. Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> um, and we'll see you next week. Let's say that. Guys, guys.